Hello, Jim Stroud here, VP of Marketing for Proactive Talent. Today on TribePod, I interview Ty Abernathy, who is the co-founder and CEO of Grayscale, a high-volume hiring platform that helps brands like Amazon, Wayfair, and Dick's Sporting Goods streamline their hourly hiring through SMS and automation. I had a curious question to ask Ty, which is this. If you're not texting, are you really recruiting? Find out what he said right after this. Recruitment marketing, as compared to maybe employer branding, is all about getting your message and your story in front of the right audience. It's a lot to manage, and what Practic Talent does for our clients is we help centralize so you have one partner, one vendor to help you manage all those relationships. And not only that, we help you track the effectiveness of every media dollar you spend on hiring so that you know in real time that you're getting the greatest ROI for your marketing investment to attract great talent into your company. We help our clients with recruitment marketing in a couple ways. One is in recruitment marketing strategy. And with that, we really take the time to help you build the right strategy. And then we get mutual approval on that strategy before you spend a single dime. The other way we do this is through our agency of record service. This is a partnership with you where we're able to reach out to publishers on your behalf to negotiate better pricing, to execute on media campaigns, uh, and really act as an extension of your team. Some of the benefits that our clients have seen working with Practic Talents Recruitment Marketing Services is an overall reduction of 30% cost per applicant. That's really significant. It's showing that we're able to leverage great technology, programmatic, and we're also flexible and scalable. We're platform agnostic. We're always gonna use whatever the greatest and latest technology is, whatever the best platforms are to help create efficiencies in your media purchasing so that you're always on the cutting edge. For more information on Proactive Talent, visit them online at proactivetalent.com or click the link in the podcast description. Hello, sir. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Tell us, who are you and what do you do? Hey, Jen. Thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Ty Abernathy. I'm co-founder and CEO of Grayscale. Uh, we're a, a high-volume hiring platform. So we uh, we work with brands like Peloton and Wayfair uh, and Amazon to help power uh, a lot of their high-volume hiring, whether it be for uh, for the warehouses or distribution centers, retail locations. Um, we're really designed to help uh Help those recruiters um, solve a lot of their, their their kind of pain points throughout the, the 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 process of volume recruiting. Okay, so you do this high volume recruiting. So you probably use text messages in your strategies, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, SMS is a is a, is a big uh, big part of our platform. So everything we do is is mobile first and uh, is uh, is generally SMS first um, from a candidate engagement plan platform. Uh, we 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 find that SMS is just uh, clearly the most effective channel with engaging with uh, uh, with candidates. Uh, you know, particularly with uh, hourly and blue collar uh, hiring. But we really we see that hold true even for white collar hiring as well. Just SMS is the most effective channel to cut through the noise and to engage candidates throughout the, the entire hiring lifecycle, even into onboarding, we see. Now, when I think of SMS for, for recruiting, I'm thinking um, huh, in my neighborhood, there's a Hardee's 
And uh, on their sign, it says, we're hiring text one, two, three, four to whatever number. Um, is that primarily uh, how people would use texting uh, to, to hire, hire staff? Just post a number and say, text me and we'll, we'll be in touch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a part of it, right? It's that, you know, look at that. It's like the, the top of the funnel. Like how are you engaged with candidates when they are engaging with your brand? Right. Mm -hmm. So like the Hardee's example is like, you're, you're sitting there in the drive-through and it's like, Oh, the Hardee's is hiring. And here's an easy way for me to engage and find openings. Right. So that's a part of what we do, whether it be through SMS or QR codes or, uh, you know, ch chat on the career side. It's like everywhere that there is a can is a possible candidate engaging with your brand. You want to be able to engage with them there. Right. At that mm -hmm. moment in time. Right. It's, it doesn't make sense to wait till they get to, the, to your job, to your career site on that job to engage them. You want to engage them wherever they're engaging with your brand. And so that's where Grayscale begins is that top of the funnel. But we're also really designed to help um, create a, a really high touch candidate experience, really designed for speed throughout the process. So, so we're, we're leveraging channels like SMS throughout the process, along with a good deal of automation to help really kind of streamline and speed up the hiring process. Because oftentimes it's, especially in a market like this, uh, it was such a you know, candidate driven market. It's typically the best, the, the, the first offer is the one that wins, right? So candidates are on and off the market so quickly and there's so much noise. And so um, we find SMS to really be an effective channel really through to onboarding. Um, and um, yeah, so it's kind of used soup to nuts end to end. That's cool. Cause I, I like the idea of, of texting and uh, opting in to receive job alerts, um, especially if I were staffing a, a fast food um, um, company, because then I could probably target people in the area. So I imagine it's easier to recruit people to work at a particular uh, McDonald's if they live a mile or two away from the uh, location. And with text messaging, I can, I can do that. Yeah, have you, absolutely. Have you... Um, uh, now you mentioned earlier that not only for uh, high volume hiring, but also for, for white collar jobs as well. Give me an example of that. Cause I tend to associate text messaging with high volume, fast food, retail, stuff like that. Tell me about some white collar examples. Yeah. Well, well I'll, I'll preface that with, you know, really our, our focus is on volume hiring. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, that, that kind of puts us in scenarios where like most of our customers are, you know, staffing up for, um, you know, clinicians for their, their, their clinic or their hospital, or they're staffing up for, you know, um, hourly hires in the field, retail locations, uh, you know, and, and, and on and on that typically are more volume based, mm -hmm. but um, there are some white collar roles that are, you know, that can be larger volume, whether it, maybe it's a, uh, hiring and sales or other areas, um, that we see SMS working really well. Um, it also, we do have some customers that will use us for lower volume type things, or maybe their retail team is using us for high volume stuff and they kind of spread us out throughout some of their lower volume, maybe corporate hiring, uh, as well. So we have a lot of data around like how effective is SMS for more white collar uh, type of roles, you know, whether it be in, in finance or sales or marketing, you know, those type of traditional roles. Um, and universally across the board, it, it, it um, is, uh, is extremely effective. Um, the one caveat where we tend to see some kind of reservation from customers, which we get is like more executive level hiring. Um, hmm. That's, and, and we just say there that if you're using SMS, like just, uh, 
you know, be, uh, you kind of want to earn that trust of an executive before you start taxing. But that's sort of the one caveat, but really we just kind of see it working. And then we're seeing this big shift where TA teams are um, really at a very rapid clip adopting SMS and really seeing the benefits. Maybe the acute problem is for their volume hiring, but they're seeing it. They're also seeing value and spreading it out throughout their entire TA team um, for even some of the lower volume areas as well. Another thing that strikes me as interesting about uh, recruiting with texting is that I imagine it removes certain biases and there's an increased sensitivity of hiring diversity candidates these days. And uh, I would think that recruiting people through text messages, you sort of remove the bias uh, away from that because you're not looking at the person. You don't even see their resume yet, but you're able to get a message to them about opportunities. Have you find that have you found that to be true or, or, or is the opposite true? Yeah, it's 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 definitely true. Um, now a, a lot of our customers do kind of weave in, whether it be video interviews or phone screens or you know, an assessment into the mix as well. Um, mm. but um, you know, so it's it's oftentimes a, a blended strategy that includes SMS, but you know, again, at the top of the funnel really leveraging SMS to kind of determine early on, are, are we a good fit or not to engage, mm. um, does reduce some of the you know, biases that can kind of come into the place, especially when you're, you're having to make quick snap decisions, you know, so leveraging SMS as a channel we find can be very beneficial, particularly, you know, higher up in the funnel to, to minimize, um, recruiter bias. Yeah. What's the, what's the response rates? Uh, with text messages compared to email or phone? I mean, I imagine they're much higher. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we see from a response, from an open rate standpoint, um, we see it's, you know, 99 points, I think it's 0.6% open rate. So virtually all of your messages that are that are being sent are, are, are being seen, right? And then for us globally across our customer base, we're seeing a 51% response rate to, uh, to SMS messages sent to candidates. Um, and we actually, we look at that first message when making that calculation um, in isolation. So if you, if you calculate response rate, like over the course of like, you message, someone messages back and then there's like a flurry, like, you know, response rates are really high once you see, once someone's engaged, right? But if you mm-hmm. look at like the first message that you send out in isolation and kind of say, of all of our first messages, how often are candidates responding? It's at a, it's a 51% clip. Um, so, uh, and that's compared to 7.3 via e- uh, percent via email, right? So wow. just a very stark difference, uh, email to, uh, to SMS. I imagine with your texting system, uh, well, anyone who's using, using texting to recruit, they would, um, include some sort of AI or chat bot to answer questions. Um, how much is, is the system automated uh, or should be automated versus how much of it should be human operated? Yeah, that's a, a fantastic question. I mean, it's, it's certainly one. It's it, it, there's a kind of it's a it's a philosophical question as well, right? Like what uh, what is the right level of human to human interaction um, in a scenario where you're trying to design a process for speed, right? Um, mm. You want to, you want a good experience for candidates. You want to move as quickly as you, as possible, and you want to keep the the kind of human element there. Um, so it's it's something we think very deeply about, and have, uh, um, and you know for for us, 
we've kind of, we've designed Grayscale to be, you know, let's think of it like a, an Ironman suit for, uh, for mm-hmm. your recruiting team. Like and they can step into it. It's going to really supercharge what they're able to do through, uh, through the use of automation. Um, but it's going to kind of extend them as individuals and make them so that they're able to send the right message at the right time to the right candidates. Um, and, and, and that's where kind of automation comes in behind the scenes to help facilitate a lot of that. But the recruiter's still in the driver's seat, right? And I would say, you know, that's in, you know, think in um, contrast to, you know, a chatbot, like let's say, you know, Paradox or something where it's really like your entire process is driven by a chatbot um, and you're kind of outsourcing that process to the chatbot and the recruiter, the, the human only gets involved in certain escalation moments. Um, so we're, we're kind of thinking in fundamentally different terms as far as the experience we're designing that keeps it human to human, really high touch, but in like really scalable ways. Um, you know, Amazon's uh, pharmacy division was able to, um, uh, when we first started working with them, they, their candidate to recruiter ratio was, uh, it was one recruiter can handle about 100 to 125 uh, candidates at a time. Um, after implementing Grayscale, they were able to hit a, a one recruiter to a thousand candidate ratio. Um, and, and again, that felt to the candidate like they were engaging with the recruiter the whole time. It just mm-hmm. allowed through automation to really scale up how, how efficient uh, that, that same, you know, a single recruiter could be. Wow. 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 Um, I, I think sometimes texting in um, recruiting <laughs> can get a, a bad rap because people sometimes think of it used negatively, um, not necessarily recruiting, but just negative uses that HR have used, have negative ways HR has used texting in the past. And I'm thinking about Amazon. When you mentioned Amazon, this came to mind. Um, what is an urban legend or, or, or not? Uh, I remember reading um, uh something that Amazon fired people by text in their warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, have you heard this story before or stories like it probably? Yeah, yeah no, I've heard this story. Yeah. And, and you know, the, there, there's kind of two parts to that story because Amazon got in trouble too for, they had kind of created their own homegrown sort of AI, you know, uh, um, uh, um, uh, chatbot that was uh, really kind of end-to-end automating their their warehouse hiring, and they what they realized that is that that AI was uh, uh, there was some uh, some some bias that was sort of brought into the equation that was selecting candidates, uh, and and they had to kind of shut things down and, uh, and and kind of scrap the whole project. I think what you're referencing was part of that uh, project as well. Sort of, the, yep. I think a few things that were like. The spirit of what they were trying to accomplish, uh, I think you have to commend them for. Um, but think you know, kind of devils in the details, so to speak. And I think it it's uh, had some unintended consequences all all around. So um, so yeah, when we started working with them, um, it was sort of blank slate. Let's start fresh. What's the um, how do we solve this to where you know again with Amazon, it's like customer first is their is their mantra, right? And so in recruiting their TA function, it's like the candidate is the customer and how do you create this customer centric experience um, while uh, knowing that we have to scale to very aggressive ratios to make this work. Right. And so that's where, um, yeah. So that, that's sort of how we started working with them and, and sort of how that journey went. Any um, success stories or successful case studies you can relate to me or people have 
use texting to take their recruiting to another level? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the Amazon example we just uh, touched on is, uh, is, a, is a good one. Um, just mm-hmm. being able to kind of see the, the level of efficiency that they were able to see while still kind of keeping the, the candidate experience at the, at the forefront. Um, you know, but also, you know, thinking about, you know, brands like, you know, Peloton, for example, which, you know, they're staffing up for their, you know, for, for you know, field recruiting, which uh, encompasses their, you know, their retail locations, their, uh, their warehouse and distribution centers, their call center, all their high volume stuff. Um, and for them, it was, you know, really about like, how do we, we're, we're having a uh, so much drop off at each stage in our process, right? From uh, our assessment stage to our interview stage, from our uh, even to like offer stage and beyond. Um, even just like we're having candidates that are applying that are qualified and then won't reply to us when we reach out, right? Like, so all sorts of things just around like, and so, um, yeah, so we started working with them really around like how do we help boost those, uh, those conversion rates um, mm-hmm. at, at each step in the funnel. Um, yeah, and the combination of, of leveraging SMS plus automation so that communication is going out sooner, um, you know, follow-ups are automatically happening. So if you need to kind of nudge the candidate along, it's a lot of volume hiring tends to be like a little bit of herding of cats, you know, where you're, you know, hey, just following up to make sure you're doing this or, hey, are you still planning on complete the assessment or, hey, you know, those type of things. Um, and yeah. So, and, and so there's, um, you know, they've uh, been able to really boost their conversion rates around the assessment stage and um, a few kind of key stages where they were having, you know, significant drop off. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, th- those would be some kind of good examples to start. We, we can kind of keep digging in if, uh, uh, if you'd like and a few different other examples as well. Well, actually, I want to bring some to your attention. This is from an, um, an article. Uh, from a company called Software Advice. They did a survey of job seekers. And uh, the title of the survey was, how do job seekers feel about recruiting via text? (laughs) And this was a a key finding when you get your reaction to it. So according to job seekers, inappropriate texting scenarios with recruiters include texting during non-business hours, which was 14% of the respondents, texts unrelated to job hunting, (laughs) 12%. (laughs) And texting the results of an interview, ten percent. Um, what do you think about uh, these these numbers and job seekers in general? How, how are they responding to texts in, in your um, from your point of view? Yeah, yeah. No, I think that all the those stats make sense. I mean, one, you know, I think we we um, as far as texting outside of hours, I think that's, that's a, a, certainly a, a very good best practice um, with, with the, a few exceptions of you have a late stage candidate. It's, you know, not too late in the evening and it's something pertaining to an offer. You built trust, rapport, you know, a little bit different, but, um, but yeah, totally agree with that. You know, I think texting about non uh, uh, non job related uh, things. I mean, yeah, that's, that, that's a big one, right? Like you don't want your, uh, your recruiter <laughs> saying, you know, right. Uh, uh, texting about, uh, you know, grabbing dinner on Friday nights or, or anything else that might be sent non you know, non, you know, work related, um, not, not one that we've, uh, that we've heard before from any of our customers, but definitely something that is, uh, you know, I, I, I understand that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, generally just as far as candidate experience goes, it's like, you know, you know, it's pretty basic, just treat people like you would want to be treated. Right. And, and mm. that applies to, to SMS. It's like, if you're even just like how you, how you communicate, like 
you know, it's the difference between like, all right, I, I send you a text gem and it's like, um, it's like, you know, job available, um, you know, uh, you know, here are the details. Um, are you interested, you know, versus just talking to you like a person like, you know, Hey Jim, we have, you know, an open role for this warehouse coordinator position, you know, thought you might be a good fit. Um, any interest in a quick chat, right? Like, yeah. so things can feel spammy, whether someone's, you know, whether you've opted into communication or not, like it doesn't matter. It's like spam is sort of, we, we associate it with a certain way of communicating, right. Which is like, which is like, essentially what it is, is like me as the, as the employer am like just pushing something at you that's in my best interest, right. Versus engaging in a dialogue involves two people of like equal value uh, coming together in an exchange. Right. And so communicating in that manner is, is, is sort of where the magic is. Right. And so, um, so yeah, that's sort of how we think about it. And I think, you know, again, it's, whether you are letter of the law spamming someone or not, it's all about how you're communicating at the end of the day. You know, that's interesting. Is I can get a scenario of because uh, I'm wondering, someone's listening and they're probably thinking, well, how can I create uh, an effective, you know, text message uh, to send out to to candidates? Maybe it would be an in- interesting exercise to. Uh, <laughs> sit down at a, at a coffee shop or some something and just go up to someone and talk to them as if you are texting them and see how they react. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and if you can engage alert, alert, I have an opening, uh, that I'm trying to fill, um, apply today, apply today. Can I send you the link? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, that, that yeah, would be like slapped a, upside a, the head. It's like a funny YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, that that would be. I love that. <laughs> but I think people um, don't realize that's what they're doing. You know, I think people forget because technology is so convenient and so so ubiquitous that it's easy to just send out a message and you expect people to respond back like a machine instead of responding back as a person. So it might be a good exercise just to go up to people and talk to them with your, um, with your text script uh, mm-hmm. in hand and just go up, maybe even go up to coworkers. And just, you know, try to figure out, um, look at, engage their reaction and then come back them at them later, talk to them like a person and then say, okay, how can I translate what I said as a person into a text message that can be uh, of interest to a candidate? What, what, do you, what do you think of that? Yeah, I love that. I mean, any way to build empathy, right? Because, mm. yeah, I think especially anytime when you're, you're leveraging automation or communicating in like a one-to-many fashion uh there's mm-hmm. the risk of of introducing that like um there's a wall up and, and i can sort of push something over it and and then let people interact with it like i mean you're active on social media right like think yep. about how a lot of people uh treat twitter right like they just like post they communicate in a way that they never would if you were face to face with someone right and it's just very like you know it's it's self-serving right and i, I think that's the same with uh with sms you, you know you're doing something, you're automating something, or you're communicating to a group, uh, you know, uh, through via campaign or something else. Like, you know, you, you have to stop and say, you know, how do I, uh, how do I think about that one person, Jim, who's going to be experiencing this and what's that experience for Jim going to be like, right. Mm -hmm. Um, versus this kind of big nebulous, like these group of people that, 
you know, probably need jobs and I'm going to send something to them to, about how they can apply, you know, like it's a very different type of um, relationship, right? Sure, sure. It probably would be helpful for a lot of people if they saw some data around what are the best, um, which text messages receive the, the most replies. I know there, there's research out there around email, like what are the best subject lines, when's the best time to send someone an email, stuff like that. Is there a industry white paper out there somewhere or is there, is there a lot of data around the best way to approach candidates uh, to recruit them? out there that you know of? Yeah, we, we, we don't have a white paper. We do have some kind of stress test templates that we found and some best mm. practices that we found have worked well across, you know, millions of messages from our customers. And, you know, really it's, it's, it's quite simple as far as the advice, right? It's, it's, you know, personalize every message that goes out. Right. And you can sure. do that through like, you know, mail merge tags, right. Which is like very easy. Like, so everything should be personalized if you're using mm. a platform like Grayscale or something else, like, Make sure it's personalized. Um, uh, keep it uh, short and to the point, right? Uh, a lot of times, the the natural. I think it's just any any method is uh, of, of communication. It's to to over communicate and to say too much. Like you just want to think like, what's the minimum thing I need to like communicate? Or what's the one thing I need to communicate here, right? Um, and oftentimes that might just be to you know get someone to respond and say, yeah, I'd like to talk. You know, like, mm. and so you don't need to put all the details of the job in the, in that, in that text message. Like keep it, you know, keep it really short, a sentence or two with a question and that, and you, those type of messages get the, the highest response we find. Is it appropriate to use um, emojis or shorthand like, uh, like SMH or OMG, LOL? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, talk like a human, right? Talk like you would uh, communicate with, uh, with a colleague, right? I mean, mm. it's, you know, obviously don't be unprofessional, but there's, there's unprofessionals on like, that's like on one end of the, the spectrum. Uh, the, the other end of the spectrum is, is so sterile and buttoned up that you're, it's, it's not clear if you're even a real human, right? And mm. there's kind of somewhere in the middle where it's like, you're being conversational. Right. And, and uh, you're talking like a human, like to another human. And, and we, you know, that type of communication is, is, is what's um, will give you the best outcomes. Definitely. Definitely. Um, is there um, certain protocols in place? I'd imagine so to protect a user's privacy. So that just, I mean, I, I imagine so. Could you talk about that, protecting the, the privacy of, of candidates who receive text messages? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you know, certainly uh, there's the, you know, things like TCPA, which is sort of the governing legislation around. What is that, uh, TCPA? Can you explain uh, that? Telephone uh, uh, Consumer Protection Act. Um, it was passed back in 91, has been updated a, a number of times since then, but basically it's just the, the, you know, helps um, protect um, consumers from spam, essentially, and making sure that these type of channels, whether it be uh, phone, uh, email, SMS, are being used appropriately, right? And so mm. that's things like, you know, handling opt-in to communication, opt-out of communication, right? And so all those things um, are, are very important and things that we, um, we support our customers with. Um, and um, yeah, and so th those are kind of the main things that, that, that you want to be mindful of. And, you know, you, you find a, 
a good platform that integrates with your ATS and you kind of really can kind of solve that problem from an opt-in opt-out pretty seamlessly. Mm -hmm. Um, but certainly something to, to, to consider. Should I think of that sort of like GDPR in a sense? Um, uh, I guess what I'm asking is let's say I opt out of a message out of a uh, recruitment, uh, message. Does my phone number automatically get deleted from the employer's database? Um, and I'll never hear from them again, or is it just put to the side and they'll hit me up later uh, when they think I've forgotten about them? Mm, got it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, GDPR is another important one, as is CCPA, and yeah. the acronyms will keep coming, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, right. that that's certainly something important. We uh, the way our integration works with the with ATSs, um, you know, like let's say like a Workday or Success Factors or something like the um, a lot of that. Um, you know, if a candidate reaches out and says, I don't want to be communicated or whatever, if anything happens in the ATS, it just updates grayscale downstream. So data gets wiped, anonymized, et cetera. So any data requests, things like that, all just kind of trickle downstream and we just update based on how the ATS is. But you can also come into grayscale and, and, and manually do those things. Um, but if you, uh, we also handle all like unsubscribed for candidates as well. So if they say they want to opt out, we just automatically unsubscribe them without a human needing to do anything. Um, and then they're permanently unsubscribed. So they're, they'll never receive communication again unless they opt back in, which there's a way for them to do that. But, um, but yeah, otherwise they, they'll receive no, no further communication from that customer. Okay. Okay. What are some things that people don't consider um, when they are considering using texting for recruiting? And there are a lot of pluses, of course. Um, the only negative I can think of right off of the policy issues, which you just addressed, but what are some other concerns people should be thinking about, but typically don't think about when they uh, are going to go this route? Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on, there's a couple different sort of profiles we see. One is, is, you know, maybe one that's, you know, coming to, you know, the realization that like, Hey, you know, we need to be texting or like texting's working in the sense that like my recruiters are grabbing their phones and texting with candidates. And we need some way, different way than that to scale this up. And they're maybe looking at like generic business texting platforms. And I'd say for that type of person, like, you know, I think one of the challenges or one of the pitfalls is kind of underestimating the importance of it being integrated with your ATS um, mm. to maintain some of the things we were talking about before, like around compliance, uh, just around opt-in, opt-out. Like if you have two separate systems that aren't communicating with each other in any way, that, that can cause challenges. Also, just from a usability standpoint, if you're having your team have to jump into another system to use a separate tool to engage candidates, all the context is lost. It's a new tool. There's just it can be, there can be a real rub there. So I think one is like finding a tool that can like integrate really deeply in the ATS you have, they can wrap around what you're doing. So you're not having to jump in another system. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's very important. Um, and then, you know, two, I think um, thinking in terms of SMS, another thing is like another type of profile is someone that's like, cool, we want to do SMS. We're going to integrate, but then often, and we're doing, let's say high volume. I think, then what gets underestimated oftentimes is the importance of automation because SMS is a really effective channel. The challenge is it can become a, it can create even more noise for your team if you're not careful, right? Because it's, um, uh, and so that therein um, lies the importance of needing to be able to, to leverage automation to kind of scale up SMS to channel really effectively for kind of, you know, high volume type of scenarios. So 
I said those are the kind of two scenarios we see um, as far as like buyers and sort of the the you know their you know maturity as far as just betting the market or whatnot. I tend to think that everybody texts pretty much they text more than they talk on the phone a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. things and i'm thinking of, of of a time when my daughter could be on the sofa watching tv with her friends and they're texting each other instead of talking to each other and that's just a generational type of thing um does texting as a recruiting channel does it limit uh, the number of people that you can engage with, because I don't imagine older people say uh, older, say 40, 50 plus aren't texting like the 20 somethings are. So if that's the case is texting recruiting, are you limiting the demographics you're targeting? Uh, because older people tend not to live on text. Does, does that make sense? What I'm asking there? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well, I'm I'm pushing forty, so I'm I'm I, uh, I, I, re- I resent that uh, that that forty to fifty plus is sort of the older generation. <laughs> um, no, I um, yeah, I, you know, again, I'll go back to what I said before. It, it's more mm-hmm. of like you know, I think the really only thing that I would kind of look at in isolation is maybe like executive recruiting, like okay, you know, hiring for an executive, um, you know, someone that's certainly more seasoned that might be used to kind of the the experience and process going a certain way um you know it's it, it's also just less relevant right but the, the the numbers are so like you know it, it's um you know those are generally white collar roles that are generally pretty you know quick to respond to email that are generally sort of used to things going a certain way you, you don't have any like really compelling pain points that really justify needing to use sms Unless maybe someone doesn't respond to your email and it's, you know, offers going out and, you know, uh, hey, Jim, just, uh, you know, you fire off a text, you know, hey, Jim, just double checking, you got my email, any questions, you know, like light things like that. But otherwise, like, that would be the big thing I'd say. But beyond that, you know, it's, it's we, all, you know, getting, you know, from an age standpoint, you look at like truck drivers, right? They're going to come from all walks of life and ages, right? But like, what's universally true is they like, they want to get, you know, they want to get a job as quickly as possible. And like they text with their family all the time and it's easy and convenient and quicker. And so let's do that, you know? So the best experience is often speed and uh, just engaging on whatever channel, you know, they use every day. So it, we don't really see it necessarily from an age standpoint. You know, I mean, like how many, I mean, all of our grandparents text with, with us anyway. I mean, you know, it's like, it's just sort of a universal thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, and I imagine uh, actually, I've seen some stats on this where it says consumers um, have increased their personal screen time uh, by 75% uh, since COVID-19. <laughs> so oh, there you go. Uh, it's another, yeah. another good reason to use texting because uh, everybody's uh, on their screens more so now than, than ever. Uh, I really enjoyed this, this conversation. If somebody wanted to get in contact with you to learn more information about you and what Grayscale has to offer, how can I reach out to you? Yeah, um, well, uh, definitely check out our website, uh, grayscaleapp.com. Um, and then I'm on, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Ty Abernathy. It's a great way too. But um, uh, if you're looking to learn more about uh, Grayscale, either uh, message me uh, or um, we've got a, uh, an easy kind of book form where you can schedule time with us uh, via our website as well. 
Cool. I will leave the information on how to contact you in the podcast description. So dear listener, just check out the description and the link will be there. Thank you, Ty, so much again for your time. I do appreciate you. Thank you, Jim. Really appreciate you having me today. Thank you, thank you, thank you a thousand times. Thank you for listening and subscribing to our podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please send them to us. You can reach us at tripod, that's T-R-I-B-E-P-O-D, at proactivetalent.com. We look forward to hearing from you.